This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, is Shea Butter Twitter and the natural hair movement a safe haven for white supremacy? Do the white women in your life think they're doing you a favor? Also, stop saying that's gay, stop giving whack sex, and drink more water. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Hi. Hey, girl. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I feel so cozy. Yeah, it is cozy. We're recording in, here. in a very cozy space. Yes. There is a wig crucifix and in here. So, this is where we need to be. Yeah. If you listen to our uh, friend podcast, then you know where we are. <laughs> we are there. Yes. And um, it's very cozy. Welcome to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. And... All right. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, you can do that by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We like when you use that on all the social meds, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram stories, all of that. And we will like that shit, retweet that shit, and show that shit love. Um, You can also use the hashtag pod and that is a listening now hashtag. And just use that so that people know that you're listening to T with Queen and Jack. Jay, do you want to tell our listeners what libations are? Yes, libations are when we pour some out for the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass black joy. We pour mm-hmm. one out for the homies. Mm-hmm. We, uh, what is that when you're at a party and you like pour champagne on people? We do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into Those, that stuff. All right, that's cool. That's cool. I could be into it. I could be into it. Say I'm ah, into live. Trey Song, say ah. Yes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are libations. Do you have any libations this week? Yes. So I have libations for arts and crafts. Oh. Because when I was a kid, I was a little craft loot. I'm still pretty crafty. Mm-hmm. This week, this past week, I was in Oakland and me and my homegirl went to this candle making workshop in san francisco and a bitch knows how to make candles even though watch out now watch out even though i knew how to make a candle because i made one in third grade and i gave it to my grandmother and she had it forever she didn't really use it because the string was too long the wick was way too long but i was in third grade so i went into the class already with my virgo i know how to do this shit Mm -hmm. but i did listen to the person good to know that's good so i made two candles um i made a lavender and vanilla candle and then i made i made a mango papaya basil oh excuse i mixed those yeah i mixed the flavors myself and stuff yes artisan candles yes handcrafted and it's yeah so i might be making candles i'm not making candles to sell i'll probably just make them on days when i'm like want to do something crafty yeah um yeah so Libations to arts and crafts. I like that. And I come in candles. Okay. I would like you as a handy arts and crafts person to also learn how to make a crochet wig. And I'll be on this side. Oh, I can make those. I just don't really know how to cut hair in style. So I just don't. Right. Like, why have hair on the head? And then guess uh, who could guess who could cut and style hair? Though? You could cut and style. I could do it. So I, I could make the it. I could do the wigs, mm-hmm. and you could cut and style both of ours. Yep. Oh shit! Y'all see how we just did this? Exactly. You see how we just figured this shit out? I it like was that. a problem. Okay, yeah, because I can't style for shit. That we stopped. We solved. <laughs> solved the problem. Okay, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. My libations this week are for grandmas. I luckily, thankfully, because I don't have no job. I mean, I do have jobs because I don't have <laughs> a nine to five. Yeah, I don't have a nine to five anymore. Thank God. 
I have been able to spend more time um, with my New York grandma. Mm-hmm. And that has been good because she actually needs like home care mm-hmm. just because she's fine. She I know can, a hustle for you. Uh oh. She can physically take care of herself. Uh-huh. But you like are so eager to tell me this hustle. You, tell me to hustle. You could get paid to do that. I heard about that. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. So I think it starts at like eighteen dollars an hour. I might. Just saying. I might do that. You're doing it anyway. You're right. You're right. You're right. I might actually do that. Mm-hmm. But yes. So uh-huh. I have. She can physically take care of herself for the most part but she has dementia so she forgets things she doesn't know if she did something already um she doesn't always remember what channel judge judy comes on (laughs) which you would think that that's not that serious but if your whole day revolves around Around watching judge judy Judy. then it's a a big fucking deal if you can't remember what channel it's on yeah um so yeah so i'm thankful that i have that time to do that the last time i was at her house i noticed that she had um i think one of her earrings broke mm-hmm. but she also couldn't find the back to her earring and if she, my grandmother's 90 90 years old and luckily she can walk without assistance but she gets a little weak or wobbly mm-hmm. if she's like walking like a long distance or yeah. whatever um and you're not just about to bend down and crawl around on the ground looking for the back of your yeah, earring no. or whatever so it was i was glad that i was there to notice oh she you know she lost the back to this earring let me look it's probably right here let, let me, me get on the floor it. and look for this so it was a, i was like oh it was, it was actually right there mm-hmm. on the carpet yeah but again if you're 90 years old you most likely are not getting on the ground i am to my look age for your earring. and i don't think i'm doing that either right yeah there you go yeah so i'm thankful to be able to do shit like that for her and if you are an able-bodied motherfucker and you can go and help your grandma or somebody else's uh consenting grandma yeah um or consenting disabled person you mm-hmm. know physically disabled person who could use your assistance maybe try go and do, do that, that shit, shit yo it feels good i felt good mm-hmm. i didn't do nothing but put her earring back together and, i feel you that's how yeah, i felt, it felt when great. i did that app thing mm-hmm. to be my i was like yes yeah to be my eyes out yeah like yes yeah so libations to that and libations cool. to grandmas. Mm-hmm. She's very sweet, even in her dementia. She asked me this, if I need this, like something to help me. She's like, oh, do you want this? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Every four minutes. <laughs> it's the same question because she just wants to be helpful. So that's, that's very sweet. Do you want to tell the people about donations? Yes. So Tea with Queen and Jay, we ask for donations to help us sustain this podcast, progress this podcast and grow this podcast. You can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. And that is where we have the monetary options for you to donate to us. Scroll down and you will see our two options. Two! The first option. <laughs> you do that every week, and I why don't know you act why like you don't know what's coming. Like, oh my god, what right. is happening? That's my number. The different space has me. Um, oh, okay. I don't Location. Know. Um, the first option is our PayPal, and that was where you can go however many times you want. Come back. We like when you come back and you do that more than once. But there's no commitment there. And then our next option is our Patreon, and that is where we're asking for a little more commitment. We're only asking for each of our listeners to give us $2 a month. $2! If every listener, we have thousands and thousands of listeners. If every listener gave us $2 Yo, we could like, but we can't dismantle we can't dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. But we'll be close. No. We'll what we would have been able to afford the Uber here, <laughs> um, we may have been able to afford the Uber back. 
Um, you know, but I'll reimburse myself. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, so yes, like I said before, me Jay and I use all of that money to help with the podcast. Everything that has to do with this podcast is what we use that money for. Um, the other way that you could donate is by rating, reviewing, um, telling a friend about this podcast, using our hashtag, using the pod and hashtag. All of those are ways that you can also donate and help grow Tea with Queen and Jay. That's true. Mm-hmm. So yes. Jay, yo, do we have any donation libations? We do. We got mad new patrons, and mm-hmm. our new patrons are. It was making Vi- it rain. They was making it rain, yo. Vicky with the E at the end. I see you, Vicky with the I E. We have Monica. We have Michelle, and we have Loki. And mm-hmm. Loki left a comment. Loki says, "Excellent episode. I think I learned something new every thirty-five seconds. I like that math." Yeah, One- I was like, "How did they come to that?" I don't even think I say anything worth listening to. Listening to every thirty-five seconds. I don't know, but you okay, might. you might, you might. I guess. One thing: Spaniard cuisine is good. Heavily influenced by the centuries of Islamic rule. I'd like to recommend Northern Spanish Basque cuisine. Be well. Loki, nobody asked you <laughs> about the colonizers' foods. No, um, but I will say, you sound like my dad because he always talks about how the Moors conquered that part of Spain mm-hmm. and how all of that shit is influenced by the black Muslims mm-hmm. who were there. So maybe that's why that food has seasoning. I don't know. Um, but yeah. All right. All right. All right. So off the strength of that secondary explanation to the first explanation, I will perhaps try Northern Spanish Basque cuisine. I don't um, think I want that. In the meantime, I'm good on Northern Bronx Spanish food. Yes. Also known as Dominican food or Puerto Rican food. Mm-hmm. But thank you for this. I prefer Peruvian. Yeah, I'm not so hot it's on okay. that, yo. People, for it's real? good, but I don't get the no. It's not that the preference. I don't. Maybe it's because it's, I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican food out. I'm that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, maybe it's because right. Yeah. It's always a Dominican Puerto Rican spot yeah. like on the block. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get a doesn't doesn't stir me up. It doesn't get me excited. It's good, though. It's not provocative. It doesn't get you going. That. (laughs) That. (laughs) That. So thank you, and thanks to all of our new patrons. We didn't get any PayPals this week, but there's always a next week. Yeah. So thank you all. We might be getting one right now. Who knows? Right? I hope so. I'm tempted to check. So we can take an Uber back. (laughs) that That would actually, that would be excellent. As you know, as you know, if you listen to this podcast on the regular degular, we have a live show coming up. It's going to be lit. It's going to be very exciting. Queen is going to be there. Jay is going to be there. Podcasting is going to be happening. Live showage. Yes. Other listeners, mm-hmm. our friends, our peeps. My mom might come if she don't flake because my mom likes to flake. My mom might come if I invite her. <laughs> she may show up. My mom already flaked before the thing she was like i missed it i'm like no ma it's not yet she's like oh was she hoping she had missed it that is so funny um so yes tea with queen and jay we're doing a live show in partnership with wnyc's podcast mixtape series our live show takes place on december 10th that is in nyc at the green space in manhattan doors open at 6 p.m the show starts 7 p.m sharp that's like 7 p.m like a white 7 p.m 
Like you gotta yeah. clock in seven. Okay. Right, right. So we want you to like show up, you know, show up at six, get comfortable, get find a seat, kiki, you know what I'm saying? Have a chit chat, exactly. see who else is in the room, play on your phone, make sure it has a full charge. Hashtag Tea with Queen and J Live. That's right. Party live That's on places. Right. Take your selfies. Yes. Put it in your story. Do all of that shit. And then at 7 p.m. sharp is when we begin live podcasting. So we don't want you to miss anything. And usually when I'm told to be somewhere at 7, I'm like, they're not about to start at 7 o'clock. So I get there at, uh, you know, a black this 7 o'clock, which is 7.30, 8 o'clock. Right. Which this is, I respect your cousin's barbecue in that show. time. You but don't, this is Because you come when you feel like it. I come based you come on when you feel like it. If somebody tells me, okay, so cousin Marcus did Thanksgiving. Cousin Marcus was like four o'clock. It's not. My mother was like, okay, cool. I want to be there at three thirty. Nah, no doors are not open. He didn't say be there at three thirty. Doors are not open at three thirty. So you get there at four thirty. You get there at five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You give the place yeah, time to yes, warm up. Because that's an event where there's not a show happening. True. Yes. Don't want you walking in, distracting me at 743. Yeah. Okay? Don't do that. Right? Don't do that. Because I might. Now, I'm not going to call you out. But I'm just saying. Oh, my God. We're not going to be shaming people. It's not people. that kind of show. Right, I'm right, just right. saying. Yeah. So pretend it starts at six, please. And just, you know, be there so that we can all get started and be comfortable and happy and shit at 7 p.m. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Thanks again. Let's to- keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my Our chakras shit. will be aligned and we will be there ready to go at 7 p.m. Well, this how y'all feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Sister, y'all all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks again to everybody who has already purchased their tickets. We can't wait to see you. We're fucking ecstatic about the whole thing. Um, Please be sure to get your your ticket now. We don't want them to sell out. We do, I guess. I do. I just want want you to be able to get your ticket. So try and get it now if you can. That's my point. That's my point. December 10th, Monday. Doors are open at 6 p.m. Yes. Also, I want to say libations to everyone who's like coming from out of state and like getting yes. us from all these other places. It's fucking amazing. We really appreciate it and we are excited to see you. Yes, we are. That's right. All right. Cool. You ready to get into the show? Yeah, let's get into this shit. Yes. So, Jay. Yo. That was strange. Are you okay? You know. <laughs> I'm weird. That sounded like a cartoon noise. Yo. I'm weird. What's up? What kind of tea are you drinking? Well, we're actually at Sam's house. Yes. From Interhole Uprising. Ow. So, I did think the only option would be peppermint, but... Why did you assume that? <laughs> because Sam is Jamaican and they be trying to make you drink peppermint tea, yo. <laughs> Anytime I ask a Jamaican or West Indian dude to go pick me up a tea, if they bring back a peppermint and they be so excited, like it's all I ever dreamed about was a peppermint tea. <laughs> anyway. That wasn't my expectation. Sorry, that was a long story I figured story there would no be, reason. because she was Jamaican, I mm-hmm. thought there'd be more tea options. Oh, uh, yeah. If I went to a black American house, yes. it'd be like tea maybe <laughs> like that's what the package was saying that's possible <laughs> that's possible that's possible yeah. but no i thought she was gonna start with peppermint <laughs> however even though i know it's a box of peppermint tea in this home <laughs> there was also uh sorrel ginger 
So I'm drinking that and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Sam. I'm I drinking that it. also. It's actually really good. I'm almost done. Yeah, it yeah. is good. I'm excited about it. I feel good. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming, as always, that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I'm enough. And I'm affirming that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma for the like 2020. That. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Jay, what do you affirm for yourself? I am affirming, as always, that I am not a lady. I'm not a part of ladies in your emails or in person. Please don't call me that. I'm not a part of a gaggle of ladies. So, women, you all, you too, you folks, I'm cool with all those things. Bitches with the big hair. That works. <laughs> that works for me too, if said in love. Um, I affirm, I had a little bit of a rocky weekend like mm-hmm. i know people a lot of people get depressed during the holidays mm-hmm. i'm not immune from that unfortunately i had a little bit of a rocky holiday feeling ish mm-hmm. feeling a little icky um and i've been drinking but whatever it's the holidays every night um <laughs> so no, the weekend is only it's, it's only two days what you said the weekend Oh, you're right, I guess. So what what was the holiday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I drank all of those evenings. That's fine. And Sunday. What am I doing tomorrow? I'm going to drink tonight. So, right, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation for a long time. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to affirm that I am... I don't want to say that I'm not depressed because that feels like like not an affirmation that feels like a lie (laughs) (laughs) and i want my affirmations i don't want them to be lies lies (laughs) yeah i want to affirm positive good energy but you know what okay i affirm that i was drinking all night because i felt like it not all night every night because i felt like it Mm -hmm. because it is the holiday and that i'm not going to do that every night of the rest of this month or december and i affirm that this is just the season and a lot of good things also happen during the quote-unquote holiday season kwanzaa is fucking coming i love kwanzaa Mm -hmm. i do enjoy family and friends day which we just had Mm -hmm. Where you eat and you gather, whatever. Some people have turkey. I don't know why people eat that, but whatever. Turkey's good. Y'all motherfuckers don't know how to cook it. I don't get it. People say that, but why can't we just eat chicken? You like like a good cooked turkey better than chicken? I eat chicken all the time. Oh, maybe that's it. It's the Peruvian food effect. Yeah, I eat chicken all the time. I don't, yeah. I can't go into Popeye's and be like, let me get a fried turkey wing. That's not. Mm -hmm. There's no way I can do that. That's fair. I have to make the turkey myself. Okay, I guess I understand. But anyway, yes. So I affirm that this is going to be a good holiday season. I affirm that my depression will be Mm short-lived, this round at least, Mm -hmm. will be short-lived. I affirm that niggas ain't shit but hoes and tricks because that's important. I affirm. They are. Yeah. Just got to find the hoes and tricks, at least with money. That's my thing. I did not think you were about to say that. Okay. That too. That too. That too. They all gonna be doing the same fuck shit. Mm -hmm. At least pay my rent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Something. I affirm that. Okay, and (laughs) I affirm that I'm rested. I affirm I'm organized. I'm financially wealthy without trauma. I am healthy, and uh, I affirm that I'm doing better than I feel like I'm doing. You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I'm doing good. 
Shit is good. I'm fine, fine, no, fine, fine. That's a lie. That's, that's a lie. Also because you can tell she's lying. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know when a depressed person na, just read the secret and is trying to like, everything's like fine. Yeah, you no, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. That whole song feels like a lie. That whole video was her as that dog in that burning room. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, Mary. It's the woo that let you know she's not Right. Fine, fine. Woo! Like no, girl. Nah, you're not you fine. Not that's fine. yo. That's what I get from one occasionally depressed bitch to another. Mary J. Blige. I see you. You are not fine. Okay, <laughs> that whole song is a lie. It's not an affirmation. It's okay. a, a manic lie. Anyway, um, yeah. So I affirm all that. I affirm good things. I affirm honestly that I actually am fine, and that a lot of what I'm feeling not fine is like a little bit of a delusion. And uh, anyway, things are good. Let's move the fuck on. <laughs> I was like, I affirmed that this affirmation is long. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it all out, yo. I, I had a rough, a little bit of a rough few days, yo. So last week we spoke about Working Festival. Yes, and, we did. That and was... we talked about the things we like, things we mm-hmm. didn't like. A women's podcasting festival. Yeah, we overall we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, we've been through a lot of dramatic podcasting things and that was not the one that wasn't added to that list at all but we did leave out a panel that jay and i found really interesting it was called diversity it was called (laughs) (laughs) we're laughing because we literally just looked at what it's called it was called uh diversity is not that hard but it's still not happening yes that yes And the title of that panel basically manifests itself within the panel. Yeah, it manifested itself within the panel. So the the host of the panel was amazing. It was like really, I thought that it was a special panel in that it wasn't just about like diversity, we need diversity. But it was like, okay, we know diversity is important. Why is it not happening? Why aren't you all hiring yeah, diverse staff we exist what are the barriers yeah. and shit like that so i thought that that was really cool that the moderator was trying to like hone in yeah on that shit like let's yeah. cut the bullshit we already know no, yes yeah we're here in the space this room is filled with women of color what's the what's the problem yeah, why like, are we not getting hired yeah. and then the um moderator also made a point to not give the labor of that conversation to people of color right but to give that labor to a white person yeah which so i she, thought was great mm-hmm. so she had a woman there who has been in radio or audio or within the media space for years yeah a hiring person yes with power to hire mm-hmm. um someone who actually hired the moderator yes um, i liked that she was interviewing a white woman mm-hmm. because talk to them talk yeah. to the white people who are holding the keys instead of talking to another person of color of like why we need diversity and how to create mm-hmm. it or whatever so i liked that and for a moment initially i liked the fact that a white woman was making herself a white woman in a position of power was making herself vulnerable in this conversation about diversity because what's going to come up most definitely are ways in which you as a white person with power are falling short short in terms of your hiring yeah because this large corporation that you work for this large media conglomerate it's it's maybe it's gotten more diverse but you know you could be doing better yeah exactly so i thought it was going to be a lot of that and a lot of this white woman being comfortable with being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it ended up being uh, what i felt was like liberal white fragility yeah it was a lot of that it was a lot of while i'm doing things as if 
they should get cookies yeah there was there was one moment that was really awkward for me when the moderator was i don't remember what the question was but she challenged her on something and this woman's response which to me was not even an answer mm-hmm. or and not relevant this woman's response was well we fought to hire you yeah you know so which we already established the moderator of this panel is a black woman who has been working for almost a decade in and, podcasting yes in audio in mm-hmm. radio and just recently was she hired for a full-time, full-time job. job with benefits right right which is an accomplishment but it's an accomplishment that she already had been accomplished she's yeah. already an accomplished person within the field yeah why did it take her almost 10 years to get a full-time job in the industry exactly with and this is like the eight years doesn't even include her education part right so she was in school for this graduated then worked underpaid un, you know whatever mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. eight years right and now has a and this is a common job. story for women of color it's not because she is one of few women of color yeah. in the space mm-hmm. we often have to do more we have to work as a part-timer we it's very often that we are passed up for opportunities yeah and so instead of kind of addressing that and the disparities in hiring practices and shit like that it was in that moment at least it was well we fought to hire you yeah so you've hired this uh, token it sounded very much like tokenism you hired this token person and now you want a cookie because you hired this we're here at a conference it's at least in this moment it's a few hundred women sitting here listening to this panel yeah and what you have to offer us is that you and your team fought to hire this it's very wrong. accomplished black woman who I know is being underpaid. Yeah. Because everybody, when she said that she was, she's been working in radio for over a decade or working in podcasting for, for close, o- for to, close a de- to a decade. Thank yeah. you for close to a decade and just recently got a full time job. Motherfuckers started clapping, clapping. like that was like we an accomplishment. Like, and we, we, like, we were no. like, no. Why does she have to work that long? Why should she have had to have done all of that to get this thing that white folks just have? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is like a full time job yeah. in your industry. Mm-hmm. Recognition. Yeah. Like what the fuck? So yeah, it was just a reminder of white liberal fragility and how she reminded me of growing up in the Bronx. She reminded me of like our white women teachers, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of them, they love their black kids. They love the black kids that were in their class. But Mm -hmm. like, do you really see me though? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do you really see me? Do you really see what my issues are? I was in high school and me and my... They just think they're nice white ladies and that's enough. Right. You think you're doing me a favor. You are my teacher, nigga. Like, teach me some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Teach me some shit. Me Mm -hmm. and my best friend in high school were talking about how just from like visiting other schools to do special programs and shit, like, yo, we're not learning the same shit that like they're Mm -hmm. learning and you're treating... You are treating us... The ones of us, it was like they treated college like, oh, if you make it, why the fuck are you talking to me like I'm not about to make yeah. it? What yeah. What the I feel fuck? You. I had a teacher. Her name was Carolyn. We call our teachers by our first names in mm-hmm. my high school. You went to, disclaimer, Queen went to a special school for smart people. And like, what was it like? Wasn't it like diverse? And yeah, like, it was, really in, it was your school was like intentional yeah. about things. Yeah. Yeah, but even with that, they still made mistakes. So we had, of course, we had Carolyn, whom thought she was going to be this teacher who was teaching in New York, and she was going to teach the certain population of kids. Now we were diverse in socioeconomic stuff, so yes, that was there. Mm. But we, it was like she wanted to teach the inner city kids who needed help. What is that? Help. What is that movie? 
We're spending most of our lives. Yes. <laughs> Carolyn wanted to be that bitch Did so she bad. Wear the jacket? And we were like, this is <laughs> no, she did it. Okay. She wore a lot of cargo pants. Okay. Um, there you go. That's something though. <laughs> yep. There you go. And she wanted to be that bitch so bad. And we used to be like, this is the wrong school. Yes. You're at the wrong fucking right, school. Right, right, You're at right. the wrong school. Mm-hmm. Like, she could have dangerous mind at my fu- school. She, she probably could have. But she used to try so hard. And we used to be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, so they exist. She wanted to right. be a nice white lady so yes, bad. Yes, And save us and shit. So Shorty on this panel was pulling a nice white lady. There were there were moments, I think there were a few times where she said things that made sense, but then there were other times where she was being mad, white, liberal, fragile. Mm-hmm. And that shit was whack. Oh, there was another question. Somebody in the audience asked about how do we break away from being so married to like the idea of like traditional education and like what makes somebody a viable candidate? Like yeah. what makes somebody's resume matter? Why are we still within podcasting and audio? Why are we still looking at who went to Harvard, who went to Brown, yeah. who went to like these top universities? Why is that still a requirement? And this woman responded by, the question was how do we dismantle this shit? Mm-hmm. And the woman's response was like about maintaining that shit. Was like, there's so few, she's like, oh, it's it's so few jobs in the space that the candidates are very competitive. And I think that language of like competitive Mm -hmm. feeds into that mentality of the white supremacist patriarchal capitalism that says that somebody with a Harvard degree on their resume is more valuable than the... A uh, black moderator of that panel who went to perhaps a state school yeah, or a CUNY, CUNY right? Went to a CUNY school and has almost a decade's worth of yeah. experience in the field. A lot of that though has to do with white supremacy. So, like, yeah. if you think about education back in the day when this woman probably went to college, going to a state school is enough because there aren't a lot of people of color in those schools at that point now. Anyway, so now we're at a point where there's a lot of people of color in these schools. So, how else do we say no to them? So we just go to the people who are at Harvard mm-hmm. or Brown or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the level of education hasn't hugely changed, but it's just like, in what, what other ways can we say no mm-hmm. to these other people? Right, right, you know? right. Or place certain candidates yeah, above, above one another. Above other. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. is, you know, with that. That's how I see a lot of, like, that when it comes to colleges and schools. It's, a, it's just another way for you to decide that, or to kind of guarantee that whiteness to be in a space mm-hmm. or something that's close to that standard. Right. Because when it comes to like state, state schools and CUNY schools, the access is a little more there and available for everyone versus like a Harvard or a Brown. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever right. And we know that white supremacist patriarchal capitalism is based on limiting access to people so that you're filtering through mm-hmm. a supreme class yeah. of folks, whether whether that supreme class is more skilled or not. Yeah, because that's back back in the day, state schools and community schools used to be free. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who went to them were white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that, that's I think that's another reason why they don't want that stuff to be free anymore. It's mm-hmm. because it's just creating too much access. We just have to like not have people in the spaces, you know, right. as we know. Because I'm pretty sure she had a free education, considering oh. the age that she had, or it was like really low cost. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. she went to a state school, it probably yeah. cost close to nothing. Right. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know her life. What I do know is that she was wild, uh, fragile up there. And uh, 
while yes there are more there are people who are more fragile than that white liberal woman mm-hmm. she was still it shouldn't it shouldn't not be stated that she was being mad white and fragile on that panel about diversity yeah and it was whack and she acted like she wanted a cookie for hiring this black woman who is skilled in her field and it was insulting and degrading yeah i was about to say that and if she wasn't an old lady it would be on site for her no disrespect oh well i was raised mature not to respect women. people <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I respect who respects me. Oh, but old what, I meant, could get what it. I meant was... I kicked the old lady in sixth grade on the bus. I uh-huh. don't care. She could get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we actually have a T-mail. Yes. But our T-mail this week is also a moment in, in black, black hair. hair. Queen, can you tell us what a moment in black hair is? So a moment in black hair is a segment where Jay and I just talk about black women hair moments. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Yeah. But we just noticed that we kept talking about hair. So we made it a segment. And that is moments in black hair. Yes. Okay. We actually got T-mail from our homegirl. Yes. Evian from the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast. Please be sure you are listening to that shit. Evian is a black ass sexual educator. Sex doula. Sex doula. And a badass bitch. So here is her T-mail. Hey, babes. You already know that I adore you and that I love your show. But I'm going to say it again for the record. I fucking love you two and the show. Thank you for what you do. For the labor that it takes to not only produce your podcast, but for the labor that you do within it. I've learned so much from the two of you through your conversations and feel so honored and grateful to have you in my life on a weekly basis. Also, meeting you, IRL, was the literal highlight of 2018. So thanks for that. That was very sweet. That is. We enjoyed meeting you too. I'm sad that all the photographs that we took were, ugly. were terrible. <laughs> I wish that we I were could good post in them, them. But yeah, um, they yeah, the photos are not the photos are not cute. <laughs> but we were there together it and happened. we did have this a good not time. On the gram. That's, That's right. It did happen. actually happen, so that was dope. So I have a question about hair. I know y'all are always talking about 4C hair, which I also have, and I would love your advice. Okay, so I'm gonna do this this one good time for people who don't know. Just this one good time. Since okay. since we are going to talk about hair extensively. Okay. For people who don't know, there is a grading system for kinky curly hair or just for, for, for hair in hair, general, hair, right? For hair. all hair types. And it basically helps you know what kind of products to use for your hair. Yeah. So it's not like a grading, like good hair, bad hair yeah. type of system. It's, not, it's yeah. more of a, okay, this is your hair type. This is your hair type system. And right now we're talking about 4C hair. So any, any four texture hair in general is mostly the most kinky, curly, coily yeah. type of hair. Like how they describe Jesus hair was like wool. It's like that. Right? Like wool, like cotton balls, maybe. Because Jesus was black. Yes, there's that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. 4C textured hair. And this is actually important even if you think that this is not important to you because you're white or because you are a guy and you just get a Caesar. This conversation is about to be important. So tap in. All right, we're back. Mm -hmm. We're back in. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I know y'all are always talking about 4C hair, which I also have and would love, and I would love your advice. I've been wearing braids consistently for the last two years. And by consistently, I mean that I've been having braids, (laughs) putting in and taking out, put in and taken out of my head for two years. Why are you laughing? Because every on we knew this. I didn't think you had the same braids in your head for two (laughs) years straight. Okay. (laughs) 
didn't think that. She's like, she says, not that I've been wearing the same braids in my head for two years. I just wanted to, tr- to clarify that I am not a troglodyte. <laughs> Thank you, Evian. We appreciate your clarif- clarification. Anyway, that means, though, there could be somebody walking around here. No, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I just knew that that wasn't her. Yes, I sat no, with you in eight. Yes. And I, I yes. just know no, that No, your braids her. stay fresh. <laughs> anyway, one of the reasons I started wearing braids was because I hit a plateau with my hair. I found it boring, not just with the styles I was doing, but with the entire process of upkeep. This might be problematic to say, but I'm just going to say it. My 4B slash 4C hair is a lot of fucking work. I've been natural for about nine years, and I learned really quickly that my hair requires a lot of TLC in a lot of time for context my hair is a healthy mix of 4b 4c it's damn close to nipple length ow i just that, was her. Nipples. that was her ow and i'm reading it out I loud i just picture nipples Thank i know you. that you did Thank it's so you. annoying but it shrinks up to seven it shrinks up about 75 percent which isn't just maddening because I worked hard for that length and I want to see it, but with that amount of shrinkage, it tangles easily, which makes wearing it free and wild out of the shower a risk. At one point, I could devote a handful of hours a week to pre-pooing, detangling, washing, deep conditioning, stretching, protecting, twisting, and moisturizing my hair. But in the last two years, and especially as my business has glowed up, I don't have the time, which is why I started wearing braids incessantly. But lately, I've been really missing my hair. Maybe because I'm seeing all of these dope hairstyles that naturals are wearing. And now that the braids that I got installed in October are growing out and because my stylist keeps saying that I need to give my hair a break, I'm considering doing a long stretch of just wearing my hair out. But I'm hesitant. There's this part of me that feels like my hesitancy is coming from my worry of not having time, which is definitely a thing. But if I'm honest with myself, I know that I have a hard time accepting my 4C hair because of how difficult it can be. I think it would be easier if I just accepted my hair as it is in its shrunken up state. But I'm having a lot of complicated feels about that regarding beauty and desirability. I think these butt length braids have gone to my head. I've scoured YouTube for hair tutorials regarding things like wash and goes or whatever. But I feel like 80% of YouTube naturals are predominantly 3C, 4A. 3C slash 4A. And for anybody who doesn't know, that's a looser curl. That's a more defined curl. And 4C hair tends to be a little more kinky and a little bit less like you can see a like springing see, boing curl. Yeah, you, you see know? less of, of the definitive less definition, curl right. pattern in the hair. Right, right, right. More of like visually like a fro. Yes, yes. Yeah. More of a visual fro or quote, a bushy quote unquote. Yeah, just say. for visual. Right. And I was talking to a friend about this, asking her how she styles her 4C hair on a daily basis. And she was like, girl, I just wear wigs. Ain't nobody got time for that. There's also this part of me that realizes that the reason I'm missing my hair so much is because I'm seeing these bomb natural styles others are wearing, but they don't have 4C hair. They have 3C, 4A hair because that's the only natural hair type we see in the mass media, which which is way easier to manage. The moment I realized that... The styles and ease that I want with my hair is not attainable because of my texture. I start thinking about keeping these braids in for another two years. Anyway, I guess my questions are, as 4C babes, how do you come 
to accept and love your hair as it is and what does loving your hair look like for you what are your go-to styles for your hair i know you both protective style a lot but what do you do with your hair when it's not being protected and if you predominantly keep your hair in protective styles why do you do it and how have you reconciled with the feeling that your con- that your constant protective styles might be contributed to having difficult hair the last thing i want to say And then I'll end this long ass letter. In writing this letter to you, I realize I have a lot of shame, both in having 4C hair all my life. I heard that my hair was difficult and hard to manage, and I don't want to keep that cycle going. And in choosing to keep it up in braids until I get over this hump with my hair. Love you both so much. Wakanda forever. Evian. Wakanda forever! Okay. (laughs) Wow, you had to say it back. I know you did. All right, let's let's start with you. So, for me... Do I love my hair? No, I'm not in love with my hair. I don't hate it. I don't have, like, hate for it, but I'm not in love with it. And I know that's why I always have my hair, like, away in a protective style because it's just a lot easier for me. Mm -hmm. I've never been, like, even when I relax my hair, I was never a get up every day and do my hair type of bitch. Yeah. Never. Um, So I always kind of like my hair in styles where I can, like, get up, kind of touch it a little bit, and then go out the door. Um, And... When I became natural, it was before, like, the whole YouTube thing helping you stuff. Same, yo. So I didn't know what the fuck to do. What the fuck do you Um, do? And for the most part, I know how to take care of my hair so it's healthy and stuff now. But Mm -hmm. I still don't really know how to, like, do my hair in ways that I feel like I look good in. Right. Like, I don't. So for the most part, that is why my hair is always in a protective style. And then another thing is it's easier for me because I like to change things so much. Mm-hmm. If I was to do the changes that I do with my hair, especially with colors, to my hair, I'll be bald. Right. So it just makes more sense. And it's healthier for my hair for me to, like, install hair, mm-hmm. wear wigs, and, you know, things like that. But if am I in love with my hair? I'll be honest to say I'm not because it doesn't do the things that I wanted to do or the things that make me confidently like do my hair and look in the mirror and be like, oh, yeah, that bitch. Like it doesn't do those things, but I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that also we should understand as 4C headed people that we were never taught about our hair. A lot of us, unless this is something like your mom, like really made a mission. A lot of us were not taught about our hair in the same ways other hair types were taught about their hair. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that for a lot of people, hair care comes natural because someone has been telling us how to take care of our hair from birth. And a lot of our parents, if you are a, a black woman, an African descended person with kinky curly hair, were either taught to perm our hair or do something to manipulate it to make it straight Mm -hmm. because we were assimilating to white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. So a lot of the hair knowledge that you just acquire, I think that that people, that white women or women who have big, loose curled hair, like within the three type Mm -hmm. um, hair, the three grade, three and I guess under, three and below, I think 
we don't have a lot of that, like a lifetime of knowledge of how to care for this 4C hair. So we don't have a lifetime of knowledge. A lot of us like during that puberty stage when everything is going wrong and you're trying to figure out what the fuck do I do with my hair? And then maybe you get past that at some point. A lot of us didn't do that with natural hair and like Mm -hmm. figuring out and like getting past it. So a lot of us are going through this like natural hair puberty stage, like within our adulthood. I also was natural. I went natural in high school like before that was like like a thing and mm-hmm. everybody was doing it and there so i just did it and like you know i just put it in braids and different styles but i was also like one of the only people that was doing that so it wasn't i didn't have anything to compare to i didn't have yeah that was big for me i didn't have anyone i didn't have anyone to like right be an example and the only examples i had was protective styles mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. this kind of hair you put it away yeah and i actually when i decided to go natural it it was for me it was a period of defiance because i was like you know, at the hair salon sitting under dryers. I was at the Dominican hair salon and they're calling my hair a pelo malo, bad hair, whatever. Like, it, so it was a period for defiance. So when I would do different styles, I didn't have anyone to compare it to, but it wasn't a bad thing because no one else is doing this anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm the only person walking around with whatever this hair yeah. is. So it's just going to be what it is and like it's fine. And my mother was helping me take care of it or whatever. So it was no big deal. And then... In adulthood, I spent much of adulthood with a short like buzz cut or a Caesar or whatever. So I wasn't really thinking about it was natural, but I wasn't thinking about it at all. So now with my 4C hair, I'm still learning, okay, there are actually more styles now. Like there is a such thing as like a bad 4C style and a good 4C style. There is a such thing as, oh, you're actually not taking care of your 4C hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there they're like there's a measuring, there's a there's shit to compare it to. So now I do feel I don't typically wear it out. I do feel I'm older now. I've had fibroids, so my hair is also thinner. I feel I guess the word is not pressure, but before as to when before I didn't feel anything. I would just do a natural style and this is just what it is and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Now I do feel like, "Ooh, I want my natural hair to look a certain way if I have it out or whatever." What I don't do. So, to answer the question, I guess do I love it and feel good about it? I don't I'm with you, Queen. Mm-hmm, I don't yeah. feel bad about it, but I don't feel like, "Ooh, my hair is bomb, it's popping." Maybe yeah. once my hair is still growing out. Like I have a full head of hair now, but it's not like I haven't I haven't given it like a nice trim so it's not in a shape or whatever so I don't really care to wear it out I also really like my hair being white Uh um, and I'm not going to do that to my natural hair so for me I really enjoy wearing synthetic hair also fibroids like my hair is not super thin but it's not thin like it's not full like no youtube tutorial hair you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and that yeah i do feel like i would like my hair my actual hair to be like super thick and like how do i you know how do i get that or whatever what i don't ever do as a 4c hair girl i don't ever look at hairstyles or tutorials for hair that's not my same hair type yeah ever because i don't think that as someone and we all grew up under this system of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism where the standard of beauty was white or spicy white or mixed you know what i'm saying and my hair type is not that hair type and so any type of styling or tutorial that has to do with that hair type has nothing to do with me and it's not going to make me feel good and also those styles rarely do women with 3C hair 
in their tutorial say if you're 4c you could try it this way or whatever it's all like if you have big curly hair or if your hair is curly or if you have kinky curly hair there was a long time when it was just like this is the standard of hair yeah and even 4c tutorial or i felt like before they were they were talking about like different hair types i felt like they would just call them natural hair tutorials and not acknowledge yo your hair is like 3c your hair is like mad to fine yeah. your hair the this the ideal natural hair was still this like loose curled yeah like because um, your twist out is not gonna look like right, mine stop right. showing me that shit. yes and the ideal the standard for natural hair was like okay if you do this then you can achieve this 3c look and i'm like this is still white supremacy yeah and i can't i can't i'm not gonna feel good about myself and the hair that i have if i'm looking at hair tutorials for a hair type that's not mine my thing when it comes to hair tutorials with with 4c hair people so i use them to learn about how to take care of my hair which is great but even when it came to styling 4c hair always seemed as though they were adding hair or like doing something to circumnavigate shrinkage which to me i don't particularly care about my shrinkage um so was i never really look at 4c hair videos and and inspired either because there's always something about there's always something about length or like ways to like get around the shrinkage stuff that happens and i'm at a point where if this this is what my hair does is this what it does since i'm at that place i don't even find 4c hair videos where i feel like they're teaching me styles right um especially since i do here anyway like i could just figure stuff out myself mm-hmm. so i don't really for upkeep yeah but i don't really see 4c hair videos where they are teaching me something that i could do with my own hair without adding hair and to me not look like i'm seven years old right so after we got this email i did go on a deep dive on the internet And I found, I'm sure a lot of y'all know her. She's like an influencer and like a beauty blogger. But Jessica Petway, I usually follow her videos for like wig cutting and stuff like that. Or, you know, wig tutorials or whatever. Or, you know, crochet stuff or whatever. I didn't realize. So when she first, years ago, when she first started, I guess, her natural hair journey, she documented it. So she has a playlist on her YouTube channel of like 4C hair videos Mm -hmm. and within that there are crochet stuff there is added hair stuff but there's also a good number of just natural hair like tutorial stuff and it didn't seven no no i didn't feel like she looked seven she did she did a lot of twist outs um she did 4c hair twist outs. she didn't the ones that i watched she didn't talk about stretching i did that i also have like a visceral reaction to because it makes me feel like okay i'm here in this 4c space i have kinky coily hair and we're still doing something to to stretch it and to make it like like the standard right like the standard of beauty is still how long and straight can i make my hair look and so that to me is counterproductive that's like i might as well be watching a white girl do hair if we're gonna be talking about right <laughs> right, right. If we're gonna be talking about ooh to stretch it and to get bland, no, and the, the yeah. and the term shrinkage like it's such a bad, horrible thing, thing. when what our hair naturally does is shrink. shrink. It holds water, it coils up, it shrinks. If we want to stretch it, we can, but yeah. stretching should not be the ideal. And I feel like that's such a counterproductive way for us to be looking at natural hair care and beauty mm-hmm. when we talk about shrinkage. Let me, yo, we've talked about this before. Yeah, those fucking Instagram photos for, of like of, the half of the 
hair. Yeah, half of my hair is here in the afro, and the other half, I'm taking my hand. I'm gonna stretch it out so you can see, see how, how long, long it is. is. See, because yeah, black girls too. do have long hair. Who are we talking to? Oh, yeah, are we talking to white people? Are we telling them that we have long? Why am I telling a white person that our hair grows long? Yeah, we know our hair grows long. They're not telling a white person. They're telling black guys. Yes, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> they're telling. They're, they're telling to. black men. Hey, black man, I'm desirable. Look, my hair grows. I yes. ain't a nappy headed hoe. Yes, I just added that. Part. No, you're but, right. Yeah. No, I'm desirable. I'm worthy. I'm valuable because look, I'm not no nappy headed hoe. My hair is not only three inches, yeah. even though that's how it shrinks. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm good enough because see, look, my hair is still long. See, yeah. who cares, yo? I, why yeah. is that? Why are we holding on to that? Yeah. That that I think that whole concept of shrinkage. We need to let go. And I understand the feeling that feeling of needs, like... That needs to be dismantled. That needs to be dismantled. That's, I think, a, a very large key or pillar of like what we need to fucking knock yeah. down if we're going to come to self-acceptance with our 4C hair. Exactly. That should not be in the conversation. And it honestly, it makes me feel unsafe. It makes me feel unsafe when I'm watch, looking at another black woman tutorial or another black woman's Instagram and we're here spending an hour on shrinkage. Yeah. This should not be a thing. I don't like buying hair care products that are anti-shrinkage. Because yeah, what or, are we doing? Elongating curls yes. and stuff like that. I don't like that either. And then I have kinky like, hair. Let's just moisturize it. But Leave then it's alone. like, I'm 4C enough to mm-hmm. look at someone who 4C and even if it shrank, I'm like, yo, that girl got mad hair. Yes. Like, I just know. Yes. <laughs> I just know what it looks like. Yo, right. she got mad hair. Right. You right. know, because right. I'm a 4C person and I know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And if we just made that more probably more visible mm-hmm. that maybe it wouldn't be a thing yeah i don't know i don't know but that whole shrinkage conversation makes me very uncomfortable it uh, and it, it makes me feel unsafe so anyway jessica petway she might have a video or two on shrinkage but the ones that i watched last night i didn't see mm-hmm. and i felt like her hairstyles they they were not like childlike i will say though as far as visibility and 4c here that's why I'd, not so much I do like the way Issa's hair is on the show Insecure because she does a different style like every episode and it's with her 4C hair. And I do appreciate seeing that because it was one day where I was looking and I've said to my friend jokingly, like her hair always looks like a seven year old. And then I was like, actually, it doesn't. I'm just not used to seeing 4C hair on, on my TV doing anything on right. an adult right. like ever because yeah. usually when we have 4C hair we generally do twist outs or it's away mm-hmm. like you don't see her you don't see us as adults just wearing two cornrows mm-hmm. you don't see us as adults just doing right. those things so that's why I saw it as like a 7 year old style and a lot of us who didn't grow up in the natural hair era mm-hmm. a lot of us look at those styles because that's what you have you when have you those would, styles when, when you're you a would, kid yeah. because as soon as you're old enough we're gonna straighten your hair we're gonna perm your hair we're gonna put that shit away right so we associate natural hair and kinks and coils and right plaits and braids and cornrows with being a seven-year-old right so jessica petway her videos i didn't see any that had that necessarily you know had that i'm a seven-year-old look (laughs) even though we should aim to dismantle that shit but some some of them to me actually look like that like to me Issa, when i said that it was like a joke because to me they don't look like seven year hairstyles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but sometimes I do see natural hair hairstyles where it's like just do a twist here and then it's just like I don't yeah. know it's like it's like why would you put a twist there though because yeah, like, like we're just, growing just, now just, don't, yeah, put, like, don't put a twist there that's, that's whimsical we're, why are we doing yeah, it I don't want whimsy 
Exactly. I, don't want that. I have a fucking forcey ass hair. I'm not yeah. trying to. Where, where does whimsical about this hair? Mm-hmm. And that's fine for it to not be whimsical. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when they're trying to be whimsical, mm-hmm. putting weird bows or whatever in their hair. Right. That's when I'm like, you look like a seven year old. Like that's mm-hmm. so that's what I meant. Just yeah. to like distinguish that for the listeners. Yeah. So we're gonna put the link to the um Jessica Petway 4C hair care playlist in our show notes. So that's on YouTube. Please check that shit out. There are other questions here that I want to address. So you asked, how do we come to accept and love our hair? And what does loving your hair look like for you? A part of how I come to accept it is really protecting myself from the bullshit. Like I said, not why I only watch hair tutorials for 4C hair mm-hmm. with 4C folks and when they start talking that shrinkage shit I change the channel because yeah. that's, that's not that's that's goes back to what we were talking about last week that's violence yeah and it I don't, is I don't, not, I don't need I don't that no kind of abuse that. and what does loving your hair look like for you for me it looks like taking care of it that's what I was gonna yeah, say yeah even if I'm in hair. a protective style or if I'm wearing wigs or whatever I'm doing I make sure that I value and take care of um, the hair that I have underneath it my mm-hmm. own natural hair Same. what I will say is everybody is not a like how you said everybody's not a doing their hair all the time ass bitch and my hair is a lot for me so mm-hmm. what i have done is i have one of my homegirls will like i go to her house she'll wash and deep condition it or whatever and i give her money to do that like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i'm not spending a whole day like i'm not having a wash day yeah because i i can't wash day is not for janicia it ends up being a whole week process i do a pre-poo i go on with my life and do something else and be like oh i gotta take these braids out <laughs> oh it's a whole thing yeah. it's too much stress i don't do it um so that and then this the concept you mentioned the concept of like a wash and go and i don't know four c's that do wash and go i don't um, think that's that might not be for that us that might not be for us yeah wash and go might not be for us and like you said your hair our, our hair shrinks and i really want to know wash and go where where you going <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's funny but our hair like you said our hair shrinks and is that's prone how we be to looking like, like detangling when we do wash and goes where you going right <laughs> Right, where you going? Where you going? So what I what I when I get my hair, so I'll go and I'll get my hair. Like they'll do all that detangle, deep condition, yada yada yada, wash, whatever. But then blow dry it with um, cold air just to get it dry. Like the point is to get it dry. The point is not to like get it straight because I'm not staying there all day. You could do that shit and then twist it up and do a twist out. She asked you to do how to do stuff. No, I'm like this is not what she. No, what I'm talking about is the concept of wash and go. Let that go. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Let the wash and go go. But if you're feeling like it sounds like you want to have a little bit of stretch and a little bit of like fucking loose some shit, I don't fucking know. But I feel like you could do that shit when if you blow it out and fucking put it in a twist and then twist it out, then take it out, dry it, take it out, put it in a twist while it's wet, maybe a little wet. bring your mind around the fact that that's not what your hair does mm-hmm. and i think that when you get more in tune with what your hair actually does and what mm-hmm. you can actually do with your hair then you won't give a fuck about no wash and go anymore you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. so that's what i would do i know i'm not a wash and go person I, that's right. just not anything that i could would ever do with my hair or could ever do with my hair i don't believe so you know so like just find what works with your hair it just seems as though you still need to learn your hair 
And don't feel guilty for the shame. Like, it's not shame you created yourself. We all live in the same fucked up ass world. Me and Jay know where that stuff was birthed from. Mm-hmm. Me and Jay said on this show, we don't love our hair. We're not, like, in love with it. We don't see it. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. you know? But we don't hate it either, right. you know? And that's, that's, that's okay. It's an okay place to be in. And it's a process, there will be a point where I will probably be like, yes, this is bad bitch here. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, who knows? Like, you know, but generally most 4C people I know wear their hair in protective styles and it's probably because of all of these reasons or they get locks. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because of all of the reasons that we said right, right now. So like for the most part, we just have to dismantle all of this bullshit and then maybe these feelings can be resolved. Mm-hmm. She does say, what are your go-to styles for your hair? I know you both protective style a lot, but what do you do with your hair when it's not being protected? It's always protected. <laughs> what is that? It's always protected. Um, that's that. You ain't never lie. Um, but also something that you could do. There's also a lot of, I grew up wrapping my hair, but it's also a lot of like head wrap tutorials. Mm-hmm. You could order, I would, pref- I would suggest for 4C hair, a silk lined head wrap yeah which they sell at what's the, cc's closet right mm-hmm. cc's closet sells silk lined head wraps they're more expensive than the plain ones but they but do it's better for your hair it's better It'll for keep your the hair. moisture in your right, hair that right. cotton will dry your yes. shit out and i suggest that for people who don't wrap their hair on a regular mm-hmm. um what i do none of my head wraps oh you could put a do-rack under your hair wrap right you could do that too mm-hmm. none of my head wraps are silk lined sometimes i'll um wrap a scarf kind of the same concept as a yeah. do-rag right i have a silk scarf underneath and then and put then my head put wrap on top on. other times i don't but the days that i don't do that which is something i've maybe just started doing over the last maybe six months um because i'm starting to care more but what i do now is i like heavily moisturize it every day because mm-hmm. i know that if i put a scarf on top of this it's gonna suck out whatever moisture is in here yeah so i basically just put in i guess like kind of like a pre-poo but just really moisturize yeah. it i don't care that i did it the day before i have 4c hair my hair sucked up all that moisture yeah um the day before and whatever cotton ass you know wax head wrap i put on also sucked that hair out so i just put moisture in it again and usually i'm okay when i take it off i'm okay and also want to be you want to be careful that you're also like in the knots that you're making that you're not pulling hair out because i've done that before too just being careless yeah so um yeah so I do, though, you could get your head wrap game up i think i do call my wig time my off time because i can take it off and then when i'm in the house i definitely don't have my wig on mm-hmm. like I'm, my hair is out and stuff like that but for me that's generally my off time when i'm like letting my hair rest is when i'm wearing a wig um because i could still take the wig off and i could still like add stuff to my hair as i would daily as if it was you know out or whatever i just do not have the patience to tend to a twist out every day i don't know how women do that um more power to you i Mm -hmm. I don't have i I can't do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah so i'm always wait sorry you can't do what maintain a twist out Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, I tried and no. Yeah, Mm-mm. I don't got that. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you maintain a twist out or like a tiny, like a um? I don't. Like, I don't know. You don't, don't like how it looks. I'm not an upkeep you, person. Got it. I, that, got that's it. not. I've never been that kind of woman. Okay. I'm not a wake up and be in the mirror for 
mm-hmm. more than 30 minutes mm-hmm. like i'm that's just not i don't even wear makeup every day like yeah. I was, that's not the type of woman that i am and i'm not going to pretend to be because of a twist out when i can slap a wig on because it's one sitting right on a wig head in my mm-hmm. room you know so yeah facts i feel you <laughs> well i hope that we answered your question Z, your questions and i hope that this helped um but definitely i think I think one of the key takeaways here is to be mindful that there is still white supremacy within the natural hair movement and um, it'd be black people that are perpetuating that shit and shrinkage is uh, perhaps toxic language and um, don't watch 3C hair tutorials. They have nothing to do with you. At all. No. At all. No. Stay black. <laughs> Thank you, Evian. I enjoyed talking about hair. Thank you, me too. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! Do you know what this year is? Um, What's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black this women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black! All the time. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, cool. So this week's Pay Black Women. Give me your fucking money! actually have two okay all right so i'm gonna start with one my first play black women this week is actually uh sam from inner Hill uprising oh. <laughs> um sam is a talented ass fucking content creator media maker she's got wild podcasting skills Yo, wild she could like fucking skills. do video shit she has all the tools and the she's skills. a production company yes <laughs> okay that's what i would say the bitch is a production exactly company. so if you need sam to produce <laughs> some shit if you need sam to show up to your studio and fucking record some shit if you need sam to edit your podcast and make it sound like some shit she could do that We'll put like her contact info in our in show, show notes. notes. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. Because she edits our podcast pay black women. Now. Yes. So you already hear her. I have work. to say she she edits the full episodes because I don't want to do a bad edit and then it'd be like that's, oh yeah the full that's ones Sam's not work the, not the not no. the tea she one. edits them at the, when, uh, the ones where at the end not we the say she tea. she did it <laughs> not yeah. the spotted teeth right, those, right, those right. still us bitches those times we're like we burp and that shit stays in yeah one of us one of us did that but yeah sometimes Sam edits our podcast so anyway. 
<laughs> uh, we'll leave her information in the show notes if you want her to do some shit. Also, yes. make sure you're listening to Inner Her Uprising podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number two pay black women this week is Mona White. Mona White is a bad bitch. She's on Instagram at I am goddess one. And that is the number one. She is the creator of goddess bath and body.com. It's handcrafted premium skincare products for the sexy pampered goddess. Okay. okay. Plant derived skincare, never tested on animals. She's based in Georgia. You can order that shit. She has a whole ass website. One of the things that I enjoy about Mona White is that she just she's over 40 and she just be naked on instagram and i appreciate and and i'm here for that and i don't see enough of that honestly and i think it's important that our look at it body positivity that we have um be intergenerational Mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that we are uplifting that shit so i appreciate that shit mona is also a fitness coach um, you can follow that Instagram account at Mona White. That's Mona with two N's. And we'll leave that Instagram name in our show notes as well. She's a general bad bitch, yo. So the holidays are coming up. Whatever holiday you celebrate, if you do gift giving and shit like that. Yeah. Check out Goddess Bath and Body and pay black women, yo. Yep. But Jay said. Are you looking at her naked on Instagram? Um, maybe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for news that's not news? Yes, let's get into news that's not news. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. So, Jay, do you want to tell them what the news that's not news segment is? Yes. News that's not news is when we cover news stories that are either not being covered by the mainstream media or we cover them in a way that perhaps they're not being covered by the mainstream media. So that is news that's not news. This week's news that's not news story about immigration and the U.S. of A. So it is now easier to, to, to deport survivors of domestic abuse and trafficking. Um, and this article we found in Color Lines, and it is written by Ayana Bird. So beginning 11-2018, the federal government can launch deportation proceedings against survivors of domestic violent crimes if their visa petitions have been denied. Let me go further. I'm going to just read what the stuff is and then explain to you guys why all of this is an issue. So according to an update by the USCIS related earlier this month, people seeking protection under the Violence Against Women Act could be more easily placed in deportation proceedings if the applications are denied and they do not have an underlying legal status. Um In addition to the new policy, people who are victims of domestic violence also face dangerously long wait times in having their visa applications processed, according to the USCIS USCIS website. So the legal term from this act is called Form I-360, and that form lets survivors file a petition without the abuser's knowledge. So if you are in a state undocumented there's so many different visas that you can get to get a green card to stay here there's so many different filings that if you file another one it voids the other one you get what i'm saying jay if you file so when 
Okay, so I had a friend who was here on a work oh, visa. Oh, yes, explain. Okay, I think yeah. I get it. Go ahead. I had a friend who was here on a work visa. When they got married, they were now on the other visa for being... They were now doing an application for the mm-hmm. visa to be married. So that work visa was voided. Uh, because they applied for this different visa. Right. Right? Yeah. So this is... a. So that is why this is becoming a problem. So let's say you are a woman who applies for this visa under this Women's Act, but other other visa that may have been waiting mm-hmm. is now void. So like mm. now you probably can't work and all of this stuff. Right. Before this wasn't an issue because the waiting time wasn't so long. Mm-hmm. Now that this great president that you have is here, the waiting time. America! <laughs> Fuck yeah! yeah! So now that they're here, that waiting time has been um, increased. Okay, so the processing time for this position, for this petition used to be four to eight months. That was in 2016. Now it's 16 to 20 months. Wow. For this petition. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a really long time. And then, so if you think about it, let's say that you were here on a work visa, mm-hmm. you're in this abusive marriage or something, I don't know. And then now you apply for this other visa. You Now you can't work because that mm-hmm. work visa is now voided. Right. So you have to kind of fend for yourself for 16 to 20 months. Um, It kind of puts you at risk. Yeah. Like, and it kind of demotivates you to leave the domestic violence situation or the trafficking mm-hmm. situation because how are you going to take care of yourself? Right. And then when you do file for this, if it's denied, you can be deported like immediately. Even if you had like a work visa or some other yeah. type of visa before yes. that. So you put yourself at risk mm. by doing this By now. saying that you're being abused yeah. and, and trying to leave and be on your own. Yes. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Sounds so. like they're thinking about women again. <laughs> you know this country you know, loves that's women. That's right. Keeping us top of mind. You know. You know. Especially wow. if you're undocumented. Mm-hmm. It's like the best thing to be as a woman. Mm. You know. So they did give an example. Thank you. They did mm. give an example of this woman. Her name is Mayella. And she finally fed her husband. But she filed um, for her visa under the Violence Against Women Act. So she's been waiting for 16 months. It's still kind of pending and she can't work legally. So she's kind of been dependent on family, dependent on her church and all of that stuff to kind of take care for herself, to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And usually the language is that we don't want people in this country because they're going to come here and take our jobs. She can't even get a job. Wow. Because she's in limbo. She's basically in limbo because she wanted to free herself of this domestic violence situation. Mm -hmm. So we're just putting women at more risk with them trying to seek asylum. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on. Based on this article, there's no resolve as of now. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are some organizations that are doing trying to do things to circumnavigate this. But I just wanted to talk about it to just spread the awareness and remind people about the things that are happening with immigration, there's a lot of stuff happening in our, you know, we just had an election. There's a lot of stuff happening, but we're not hearing about immigration as much as we were before. So I just wanted to make sure that we talked about this because this was something that happened on the 20th. Right. That um, they made it that you can now just deport them. Mm. Yeah. So. Well, that's whack and washed. Yeah, well, that's the motto of America. America! Whack and washed. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Yeah. Okay, well, now that I'm piped up and angry, (laughs) let's throw somebody in the pit. Okay. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new XXX has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Fuck! 
Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Queen. Yes. Can you tell us what the pit is? So the pit is the opposite of a libation. If you're in a pit, you are trying to steal our black ass joy. Mm. And if you're in a pit, you stay in a pit. Mm-hmm. Ride. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you say that every week. Okay. okay. Jay will throw you a sandwich. He's a nice one. I will. I will okay. throw you a sandwich. Yes. But that oh. is a pit. <laughs> and everything bagel sandwich. <laughs> okay so this week i want to throw in the pit niggas on twitter (laughs) and they're going to pit every week niggas on facebook and niggas Niggas on the timeline doing nigga shit shit. all right (laughs) yeah so this weekend there were lots of buzzing and rumbles and yada, yada, yadas. A black gay man, it was initially thought that this was a trans woman, but he has confirmed that he is he identifies as a black gay man, came out on Instagram that his at name is, I'm not going to put a link to any of this shit because I feel like you don't need that. But yeah, I will give you his ad name if you care to look this up for yourself. I don't think it's necessarily necessary, but his ad name is at Masson Elije. It's spelled M-A-S-I-N-E-L-I-J-E. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But a black gay man came out and claimed that Dwight Howard, NBA player, celebrity for the washington witches now okay all right cool that he that is his ex-boyfriend and i'm gonna read that one tweet just so that we get an idea of what was said and how we got here but dwight howard as far as the rest of us know is a cis straight black man and has never come out as a come out as a gay man which is none of our business anyway but whatever okay so the tweet reads the initial tweet reads i was afraid to speak but today my life was threatened after i was sexually harassed threatened and manipulated by someone i respected my ex-boyfriend nba player dwight howard and his camp also catfished by his disrespectful ass pastor he then went on to say that this series of tweets was more about like his team and his pastor Dwight Howard's team and pastor harassing him and not as so much Dwight Howard, but basically they had a falling out. This person found out that according to their story, found out that Dwight was cheating on him and um, having unprotected sex with transgender women. And in that time, then proceeded after they had a falling out, proceeded to Dwight Howard and Dwight Howard's team proceeded to then stalk this person, proceeded to harass this person, sexually harass this person, had people calling his number, threatening him and texting him death threats and all type of crazy shit. They included in this thread of tweets, there are like voice memos and recordings of conversations I'm trying to think. I think there are, I didn't listen this far, but there are additional voice memos of like the harassment. So they they essentially prove that the relationship did exist. And there is evidence in these threads that Dwight Howard's team was harassing them and was threatening their life. And so there have been a few different conversations happening on Twitter. Some of them have been conversations about why 
this man felt the need to out Dwight yeah. Howard. Mm-hmm. And then conversations that were just wild homophobic and also wild transphobic yeah. have been happening so i wanted to throw all y'all niggas on in the pit for kind of devolving this news into homophobia and transphobia and further fueling the flames for like why motherfuckers stay closeted anyway like yeah. why situations like this occur the the whole like everything that came after i'm gonna call this person moss because their um at is like moss and something or other i'm gonna call mm-hmm. them moss i think somebody did call them moss but after moss re- like revealing that all this stuff was going yeah. down everyone's reaction to the fact that this went down or that 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 you know dwight is possibly gay or that dwight Oh, is possibly trans loving or bisexual or, yeah. or not or uh, not straight right yeah, not or anything straight. Yeah. anything else the reaction to that the homophobia that emerged the transphobia that emerged from that is all why motherfuckers stay closeted mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and even in just like i think even just the o word like just the even that yeah it helps to breed that type of like homophobia exactly, transphobia exactly that was my thoughts on it because it was like at, when we spoke about this before we started recording it was like i wish we could get to a point where it's just like oh okay you mm-hmm. know like right. dwight howard's boyfriend is mad at him on twitter and mm-hmm. then i could just be like oh bird okay you know right, like and just right. move on but it's like we're not even allowing people to openly love or be attracted to whoever they're attracted to and you mm-hmm. shame them when they do that and like you said it just makes it harder for people to come out and feel safe with whoever th- they're attracted to right. you know right i did want to touch on um the outing of dwight howard i know there were a few people who were talking about how it's not cool that he was outed. But what I, what I will say is after reading like this entire thread and Moss's account of what he's been going through in terms of being harassed and being threatened and stuff like that, any relationship that's a secret, even if it's a straight relationship, it could be somebody you just quote unquote talking to and you don't want people to know just yeah. because you're, I don't know, a special nigga or some shit and you don't want people to know you're dating. It could be somebody who's married and you don't want, you know, you yeah. don't want the, your wife or your husband to find out whatever the secret is that secret usually depends on being treated a certain way it's usually a code to that it's usually okay i'll be quiet as long as you respect our relationship or as long as right as long as these these things are are yes for me to be for me to keep this under wraps right and once once you break those terms everybody gonna know what we be doing exactly once the terms of that secrecy is broken once the code is broken then you have to expect or be prepared for the fact that like your secret can come out. Yeah. You know? So I think, I think that the, yes, the, the outing anybody is like, it's not cool because of homophobia and transphobia and all the shame that motherfuckers attach that society attaches to anything that's not, not straight. straight. Right. Yeah. And so you want people who decide to come out, they should be, a, they should have the opportunity to decide to come out mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm ready to share this with, with other people. Now I'm ready for whatever stigma yeah. is associated with who I am. So you don't want to out people, but also it should not be forgotten in any relationship. If you don't honor whatever the code of that relationship is, whatever the terms of keeping that secret are, then 
your secret could be exposed. Yeah. And if you are, if you're harassing me, that's if you're threatening my if life. If you're now threatening me, if you're now being abusive to me, right. why would I care about upholding a secret? Your secrets and your safety. You're being abusive yes. to me. Not to mention when we talk about trans women, when we talk about women, period, mm-hmm. when we talk about femme men yeah feminine feminine or femme gay men or anyone femme anyone woman if if we don't say when we notice that like our lives could be in danger right i was you need to tell somebody yo i was in this relationship if something happens to me me, that nigga did it yeah you know what i'm saying it's important that you raise your hand and say yo this is happening to Mm -hmm. me and when you're dealing with a high profile celebrity um you it might not be enough to just tell your circle it's not enough to just tell your right. circle. like if you think about the power dynamics in that relationship or yeah. in that situation they're leaning toward dwight howard you kind of do have to tweet mm-hmm. this um this motherfucker is abusing me or something right. like that um because you need the leverage like if i just tell Janicia, who was on the same level as me, mm-hmm. if when Jay speaks about my story after whoever abusive person mm-hmm. kills me, who is going to listen to right. that story? There's social power in numbers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's important. And and these niggas need to know you told the world. So now if I kill this person, everybody's going to know and yeah. think that it was mm-hmm. me. You know yep. what I'm saying? So this was, I think, if we eliminate, if we accept this as fact right that this and i think there are enough receipts there to accept this as fact yeah but if we accept this relationship and this incident as fact i think that moss was protecting himself yeah and saying yo this is what went down and i need to like tell the world that this is happening and i don't want to die yeah you know yeah but it's it's because there's so much transphobia and homophobia like wrapped up in it yeah that i don't think people even can acknowledge this as like a cry for help yeah you know, because mm-hmm. there's just so many layers of homophobia and transphobia and like outing people and yeah. sexuality, like all of these layers of other things are kind of covering the fact that this could just be a person's cry for help for being mm-hmm. in an abusive situation. But we're not going to look at this this way because now it's become this salacious story. Right. You know, right. which is pretty sad. Yeah. So I want to throw everybody who's reacting to this like, ooh, like that. Like publicly going, ooh. You know that Sheree meme? Sheree, when she's yes. shaking her shoulders? Yes. That meme. Anybody who's reacting like a Sheree meme publicly, because I did look at this, I was like, ooh, but I did not tweet that shit. Uh-oh. And it was more like, ooh, he's in trouble. You know what uh, I'm saying? Uh-huh. I was like, I, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was right, like, oh. right. I was entertained. But. He has a little head. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just, I guess that's why I didn't care. Jesus. That little little head motherfucker. That's funny. But yeah, it's not something that I would ever tweet out or put on any social platform because me going, ooh, it doesn't add anything to the conversation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't push the conversation forward. It's nothing exciting. It's nothing insightful and in addition to that sometimes it's okay to be like ooh, mm-hmm. but my ooh in this case my ooh could be contributing to homophobia exactly. could be tr- contributing to transphobia and that's the thing i think people needed to be way more responsible right. with because there are people whom i know 
everyone can be active in homophobia and transphobia, but there are people that I know who are actively trying to not be. Right. Because we're, we're, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. So they're actively trying to not be, but you're old, you're, ooh, old shit. It's yes. adding to that yes. shit. Like, be responsible yes. Yes. about that. So in the same way where you knew not to, like, post anything, like, you mm-hmm. kept that to yourself, mm-hmm. I just wish more people did that. It was yeah. just so much um, homophobic and transphobic shit that I saw from people whom I wouldn't expect. So they weren't outwardly saying transphobic or homophobic stuff, mm-hmm. but the, the adding to the chatter of it, and for me, I interpret it as like homophobia or transphobia right. type stuff. Right. And it's just like, be a little more res- responsible with the energy that you put out in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. If you're saying you're actively trying to dismantle this shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, right. Something else that I wanted to add to this pit of you niggas was the whole <laughs> that's gay movement. Oh God. And I think that there's a lot of people right now who think that just identifying something as gay is like it's not a big deal. Like if you say, oh, that's gay or whatever, like that that's not homophobic. Yeah. But we have to ask ourselves. Oh, or um, no homo. Yeah, but I think that's a little bit, even though it's rampant, I think that's a little bit, to some people, that's a little bit more overtly homophobic than saying like that's gay Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because people just think it's an identifier like okay well i'm not saying it's bad to be gay but i'm saying that's gay but my question is what is the need to identify that shit unless the point is to say this is different this is other this is not okay and so why say it at all i saw a lot within all of this homophobia and on everyday intergenerational ass black Twitter, because it'd be high schoolers on there like, oh, this gay, that's gay. If you do this, that's gay. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be fucking, uh, you know, I don't get sensitive, guys. It'd be auntie so-and-so and them tweeting, talking about, oh, this gay. If you, if my man do this, it's gay. And da, 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 da. I seen the dumbest tweet the other day. This woman tweeted something. I'm not saying it verbatim, mm-hmm. but it was, this is the foolishness sounds something like if you will date a man who likes anal sex Oh my God, lot. I saw that today too. Oh wait, I was probably on your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> who likes anal sex a lot, then he's probably gay yeah. or something like that. And it was just like, you... No, it was even dumber than that because no, I read it. No, there was another line. That's what I remember. Uh-huh. It, was, it was, yeah, it was the, stupid. The, the whole tweet from what I remember because I read it on your page this morning was if he likes head... He likes getting head from me more than he likes having vaginal sex. Then that's gay. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it, just, then somebody then, else then said, then she, yeah. Then, then it, it went the deeper into thing. anal and shit like that. But I'm like, that is fucking dumb. And I was like, this is dumb. This is dumb. It just means that you know maybe your pussy ain't that great, or maybe they just like head no, better. I maybe people people ejaculate from different things. Yeah, I just like, wanted to call say she had wet pussy. Vagi- that you was just a wanted personal, to shame her vagina. That was a personal like, retaliation. But like, I will leave it alone. All the way alone. Of course, you're straight. Right. Well, um, that too, but but that just the people are just ignorant. Like mm-hmm. people come from different things. Right. Like I like my pussy eating, but I generally come from vaginal sex. Mm-hmm. Like, but it doesn't mean that the head is whack. I've right. got a great head and then a squirt on their face. But mm-hmm. like you know, so yeah. it's like, girl, stop your people. Just stupid. Yeah. So that whole like that's gay kind of culture or the need mind your business, girl. Who cares? The need to identify that. Or maybe, okay, first of all, that's dumb. But if you feel like that, <laughs> why do we need to know? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? What value is that adding? What? Stu- what? Stupid. <laughs> what? Stupid. What are you adding? What are you adding to the conversation? I that whole no that's idea. gay movement. Yo, people like different things. 
People like different stuff. And that whole ticking off of like, that's gay, that's gay, that's gay. Usually it just means it's that you have gay. wax sex. It's you gay. get wax sex. You enjoy wax it's sex. Gay when it's gay wax sex. sex. You, look like, you look like wax sex. That's the only thing you need to have gay sex is same sex people having sex. That's what, that's that's what gay sex is. That's folks. gay sex. Right. That's right. sex. But mm-hmm. it's saying gay sex yes. to like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's how that happens there are two people yeah. or more yeah. <laughs> of the same sex mm-hmm. and usually sex. right usually it means that usually when you're saying that's gay you mean that it's a bad thing you know yeah, what I'm saying that's what it is you mean that it's a bad thing and I don't know and then there's biration there cause like yes yes there are people who have sex yes. with same sex people and they're not, you know, like it's yes. just stupid. There or are men who there are, are men who have sex with men who still enjoy having sex with women, and who like would be okay if they did, with, if, with monogamy and yeah. just being with. Listen, I'm bisexual, but this is my woman. We're exclusive, exactly, and this is what it is. Exactly. I remember I was listening to I don't know what podcast, and it was a man, and he was saying how he's bisexual, but he mostly lives as a gay man because mm-hmm. he can't date black women, right? Because and he was saying black because that's generally that's the who type dates, of woman he's attracted yeah. mm-hmm. to. Um, but he can't. He's like, I can't. If I say I'm bisexual, then it's like, mm, right? That's why I mostly just sleep with men but like i like women and want to date them mm-hmm. and in my head i'm like maybe me but yeah so like yeah. just stop being stupid i just right. wish that we would stop we were off this like remedial <laughs> it's so basic it's so, remedial. it's so basic because then what happens is for me as a straight woman some guy sleeps with your basic self and then he wants to come and give me wax sex <laughs> And it's upsetting me and my homegirls. And I don't like it. And y'all need to stop with that. So stop with the that's gay. Stop with the y'all want to encourage violence and transphobia all fucking year round. And then you want to post a fucking rainbow flag as your fucking Facebook. It's so like, fucking, fucking annoying. Or you want your, and I'm talking whatever. specifically to black women. Um, yes, or you want your best it. friend to be this the gay guy so he could be fun and, and he could like feed your head with all of that mm-hmm. ego and teach you things because you're basic God, and do your eyeliner and yes. fix your fucking lashes because yes. them shits is trash yes. and do all of that shit take but when you it to comes a new to, place make you laugh because exactly. you're dry and basic all and of that corny stuff, teach you how to get your dry hair together mm-hmm. but then when he's you're a, afraid of being friends with an actual woman exactly and then when he's a full person because he is a person mm-hmm. and it's, he talks about all all the things right. that in his life being a gay person and then it's like uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about that mm-hmm. I want to talk about that yeah. like no like you're yeah. homophobic and just like quick disclaimer I didn't say actually actual an actual woman has to say like a gay man was trying to be a woman I was saying it's mad bitches out here who yes. do not want to have any women friends you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and will would love to have a fucking gay best friend so That's that they can as, fucking exploit they use them, them as accessories. and use them yes like wear them like a purse yeah or a fur coat stop doing that shit I hate yes. seeing that shit Ooh, I hate that shit I have a friend I have a gay wife excuse me I have a gay black male friend who has a very close gay white woman quote unquote friend and that bitch is trying to wear him like a purse she don't care about who he is as a whole person, mm-hmm. a black, whole black person, a whole gay person. That's her fun, sexy, attractive, gay, also checks the marker black friend. Mm. Okay, bitch, I saw you from the door. And if I see you again, I'm going to say it out loud and ruin whatever party we're at because I already held my tongue <laughs> one time. And I won't do it again. And everybody knows I won't do that twice. So... <laughs> 
Well, I guess she's in a pit too. Yeah, and she's she's in a pit too. You're right. Yeah, sorry, I was just talking shit. But yes, we are doing a podcast, and you, <laughs> bitch, are in the pit, and you're wax sex because I know you have wax sex too. But anyway, um, so all of that shit goes in the pit, and stop being whack people and encouraging secrecy and encouraging violence. Stop being whack when this stuff comes up and comes out and then be like why they don't just be themselves why they don't just tell the truth because you are wild homophobic and transphobic and that's why they can't tell the truth they they supposed to tell you they (laughs) supposed to tell you the truth so you can be like uh why you doing that that's gay that's mad gay yeah you should live we have a right to live but i don't want to see all of that I don't not see here, all of that. not all that. Why you got? Why got to be in my face? Why are you forcing it down my throat? <laughs> the whole point is that he's not forcing it down. He's your not throat. because he doesn't want to put his dick down your not throat. Not in your because he's gay. <laughs> he's gay. He wants and to put it down a man's throat. You probably also have wax sex. <laughs> so that's the pit. Jay got beef with wax sex. I do. Somebody with wax. No, I'm not gonna say that. That's hurtful. Okay. I'm not Dude, gonna say. I it. guess we did a show. I guess we did a show. I want to <laughs> say it's so bad. You can say it after the show. <sighs> <laughs> Don't hit me up if you had wax sex. Don't do it. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. All right. Okay. So follow us on the social media. Yes. Um, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram. That is at T with QJ. You can also follow us on Tumblr and Facebook. Just search for T with Queen and J. Send us email um, at our email address, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Send us donations at our website, T with Queen and J.com. That's and right. And if you're still here, that means you love this podcast. Oh, so okay. you need to subscribe. Whatever device you're using, whatever app, I don't know, follow, subscribe, however the app works, do that shit. Make it personal. Make yep. it make it real. Do Show that. us that you love us. Give us five stars on um iTunes or Apple Podcasts or the Purple app, all that shit. But most importantly, come to our motherfucking yes. live show on Monday, December 10th. Come through at 6 p.m. Buy your tickets. The link to that shit will be in the show notes. It's also on all of our social medias. You can fucking go to the website thegreenspace.org and buy tickets there uh we want to see you there we want people to come and watch us do this we want people to come and hang out with us we want to meet you we want to give you a high five and give you a good show because that's why we're there that's right that's right that's right that's right anything else nope that is all okay black lives matter say her name stop killing trans women stop it trans lives matter stop giving whack sex 4C hair forever. <laughs> I don't want whack sex. Some people are just whack. Oh. Don't have sex with me if it's whack. Don't talk to me. I don't like if sex. You're giving other people whack sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be your friend. No, honestly, no. But for some real shit, if you get whack sex, be vocal about it. Yes. Tell say, them I'm giving whack sex. Tell them it's what these motherfuckers don't it or know. Giving it. Yeah, you're they right. They don't know that they're you're doing right. that. You're Tell right. them like, oh, that shit was whack. He broke up with me right before I was like, yo, the sex is mad whack. I'm, I'm That's quick my to tell someone regret. the sex is whack. This is what you need regret. to work on. I have got up and just left many times. Yeah. Don't right. like advocate mm-hmm. for your orgasm. Yes. Okay? Yes. 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 I was in control most of the time with that in that situation. That's not my default setting, people, just so you know. Anyway, and so when I allowed him to be in control a few times, I was like, oh, it's fun when I'm doing it. Yeah, I don't be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wax sex, wax sex. Anyway, anyway. Hashtag for I do enough work as a woman. You can do it. Factual. Hashtag <laughs> T with QJ. Hashtag. 
pods in color hashtag pod in live we're having a live show come mm-hmm. to that shit hashtag what else and a whole uprising yep. hashtag queer walk yep. pod hashtag unpack bg mm-hmm. hashtag marsha's plate hashtag bag ladies hashtag sexually liberated woman hashtag what else anything else black panther so lit black panther so lit never forget i hope ryan coogler is like drinking a lot of water you know <laughs> taking care of himself okay. resting hashtag you okay sis hashtag yes. <laughs> get back to the show right thank you <laughs> uh why i stayed mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't hit you mm-hmm. uh, that's all i got Okay. This podcast yes. was created, hosted, produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with engineering and editing yes. from Sam. I always say your last name wrong. Riddell. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, would you like to say your own name? From, from Sam Riddell. Bye. Bye. I want to thank me. <laughs> I want to thank me for believing in me. I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. I want to thank me for having no days off. I want to thank me for for never quitting. I want to thank me for always being a giver and trying to give more than I receive. I want to thank me for trying to do more right than wrong. I want to thank me for just being me at all times. Snoop Dogg, you a bad motherfucker, cuz. <laughs>